Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Hypothetical Comedy Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. And I am Athena Rodriguez. And we're here with comedian Oliver Graves. How you doing, Oliver? Um, I'm doing. That's... Well, that's good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm doing too. <laughs> that's cool, man. Um, so Oliver, let's get into let's get into stuff real quick. Uh where where are you from? Originally. Uh from Sonoma County, born and raised okay. in Sonoma County. So I spend time in Santa Rosa, Petaluma. Uh, I currently write for a paper in Petaluma. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a journalist for the Argus Courier. You say currently or you used to? Cur- cur- currently, yeah. Wow, uh, tell us about that, that real quick. Yeah, I've been doing that for a few years. Uh, the editor of the sort of section, uh, entertainment section, reached out to me. I'd worked with him on a, a benefit show, which that's something I could talk about. Um, but uh, it was during COVID, and he, I think he, like, I suspect, hey, he hasn't talked to me about this, where it's like, he knew I wasn't doing a lot of live shows anymore. It's like, hey, well, what about all this writing I see you do on Facebook? Like, you could write for uh, my paper. So arguing with people on Facebook actually got me a job at a paper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that is cool. <laughs> and yeah, so I've been doing that for a few years. Uh, David Templeton is, you know, he's he's my editor. There's several editors, but he's the one I submit everything, all my work to. And he's he must be very smart to have hired me. So uh, I, yeah. I've even they, uh, submitted my stuff and I've won an award. So that's really cool. Uh, that was a few years back. So I'm an award-winning journalist on top of all that. So, did you go to yeah. school for did you go to school for journalism no no okay. and uh it's funny I, I remember telling david i was like i tried to get into uh the journalism class in high school and i got rejected wow and now i'm an award-winning journalist yeah. I could, that's like i couldn't write for the school paper i'm like well at least i can write for the city paper it's <laughs> <laughs> a good consolation just a little more people read it that's yeah cool. yeah it's like i'm just failing up but how did your how did your um i guess journalism background start then i mean i'm i don't really have to do like news stories like every time and then i try to and the david's all right well let's 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 approach it this way like here's some questions i'm gonna need if we're gonna have it be a real thing mostly i'm like a columnist but i mean i won a journalism award like it's literally the california journalism awards so i was like i get to i get to say that that Um, is so cool um but it's uh, they're like opinion pieces but i've, I've yeah. written like parody pieces wow. i just wrote a piece on on aliens and i talk about how i'm like well i'm just going to claim that they're that they're real and if the aliens want to correct me like you have to go through me because i'm the one that has the contact with you know and just i could say anything i want because it's it's comedy it's it's parody and they don't have to really worry about fact checking and being sued unless i do want to write an article on something that that is real and then that's <laughs> when yeah we have the back like oh, hold on we gotta make sure I love that. I love that. You just kind of, you just kind of just learned as you went. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's like all through like email and everything, but mostly it's, it's been like, just take an idea you had and and go a lot longer with it. It's so much different than comedy because I'm used to doing one liners and I don't do storytelling, but also I don't have to like, I don't really have to go anywhere in these articles. I don't have to get to a punchline. I can just talk about whatever I want to talk about and then it ends. Nice. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, where does your, where does your uh, comedy fandom begin? Like, how did you discover stand-up comedy? I guess way, way back, probably just Comedy Central, like when I was like 12, 13, they had stuff on. I, I know uh, Gallagher was one of the very first like comedy specials I ever watched. And he's, you know, he's family friendly and all that. So it's like, it wasn't a thing where it's like, 
I'm watching stuff that I'm not supposed to. Like, a lot of people I talk to are like, oh, it was so raunchy and all this and all these other hoods. <laughs> yeah. No, we like, trust me. We've had people that are like, oh, yeah, my parents told me not to watch it, and I watch it anyway. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think my parents might have said not to watch it because they didn't think Gallagher was that funny. Maybe someone, no. <laughs> No, no, I don't think they said. I don't think they said that. We, 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 no, we, no, they didn't say that. No, just, yeah. that, was an e- to, that was an easy, that was an easy shot at Gallagher. He's, and he, yeah, he can't shoot back. He was my first, uh, my first comedian that I watched too as a kid, smashing watermelons and stuff. It's and that's wild, and and it's like the wordplay and stuff that he does. Yeah, you know, he was. It's like that's like whoa, it, you know, it's it, it's it was accessible humor for I think yeah twelve at the time, and then you know just have to watch others like Dave Attell. Dave Attell was wild and create you know for for a twelve year old, just getting into anything else like late night stuff. You'd see a comedian on you know Letterman Leno. Oh yeah, you went from the most friendly, family friendly to the most non. <laughs> family friendly yeah like pretty quickly honestly i mean i mean well like letterman leno and like conan like those guys were all pretty like but then i'm trying to remember who who was the first like late night i know i watched don rickles on those shows and don oh rickles. yeah don, he's don rickles is a genius oh, yeah. he was he was intense we we're just like this is this guy really doing all this yeah. stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's like he he was he is so that's cool at what point did you like think that that's something you wanted to do um never like I <laughs> you still don't <laughs> i i was always pushed by people like from high school and then like in college years to do stand-up comedy and i did stand-up comedy in high school just to kind of like appease and, and fall to peer pressure I, you know i was in i was in acting i was into doing theater but i didn't really like i didn't really like doing drama i wanted to do comedy i wanted i wrote like skits for for the acting class but are all really raunchy stuff that the teacher was like rolling her eyes like you can't do this <laughs> and like other kids are like yeah like grandma and grandpa are gonna maybe be in the audience and i was just like i don't care and i but it was it was something that made me realize though that there was something about me that i didn't care They're like would there would you do this in front of your parents i'm like if people were laughing then yes i would do this in front of my parents right yeah absolutely eating at something in front of my parents like of course i would talk about like whatever condom i was talking i was trying to write something like kids should use condoms like you know like a high school thing like you know and it was all about, all about like you really want to shoot your load and your girlfriend like you can't say this on stage you know and um and we didn't do it in front of the high school but um hey man my it, grandparents are gonna be there yeah exactly and um the other kid that i was trying to do he couldn't do it with a straight face and like that was really really i was like Come on. And that's also another thing I realized is I was very good at like holding composure while people are losing it and stuff. And um they pushed me like you ought to just do stand up. And I did a couple of talent shows where I did stand up. I did one liners uh way back then. And, and I wasn't that into it. Like and it went well too. That's the other thing. Uh and then again, like later in college, people were like pushing me. When I got to be like over twenty one, I was like, All right, I guess maybe I'll try to do this more and more. That's so crazy that it wasn't something you really desired to do that people told you that you should do it. And then not because they thought you were funny, but because they thought you were raunchy. <laughs> well, people thought I was funny. Like friends yeah. thought it and like other, other uh, like kids in the like acting class thought it, but it was, um, you know, it was, it was, it's like, this is an avenue where you can write whatever you want and do whatever you want. Right. Like you're that's funny, what, but like, it's a little bit too intense for the stage. Right. So that's where it was for like high school was pushing that. And then outside of that, it was still people were like, you should do this. Because, you know, if you want to do these and you can't, if you feel you can't rely on another actor to do these pieces the way you want done, just do it by yourself, which is stand up comedy. 
Yeah, 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 no, that's true. And then you really don't have anybody telling you what you can or can't say. So right, yeah. which is a whole dangerous thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. No, that's that's true. That's true. Um, so so Oliver, you have um a little bit of a different look. Um, did you discover that look right away in comedy? Was that something you kind of did before you did comedy? Like, how did you how did you come up with this look that you have? Um. Uh, well, like about the last year in high school, that was my MySpace account was negative excitement. And that's <laughs> when I was doing, yeah, I was doing all the, you know, goth and emo looks. And that's where I was writing a lot of jokes, making fun of that scene. Because I grew up with kids that were, we weren't goth, but we were quote unquote the goth kids. Like some of us had trench coats. We played vampire role playing or some of them played vampire. Some of them played Magic Gathering and wore all black, listened to Nine Inch Nails and Tool and stuff. We were associated with, you know, goths, even though none of us were like traditional goths. But I love to sort of like poke fun and make fun of it. And I went harder and harder on it. And that wasn't really stand up. That was just like a social media thing because no one remembers MySpace. Uh, and eventually, when I started doing stand up more and more, I was like, this is what I'm going to do is I want to do this on stage because this is what's funny to me. This is what I love. And I, and I love makeup, I love costumes, I love outfits, and I want to be able to do that. It's like, I'm, I, you know, going from theater to stand, I'm like, it feels like a waste of energy to get in front of an audience and not do more, to wear blue jeans and a hoodie. I'm like, but then that's what they see. Like, you, the first thing they see is the first impression. It's giving them an idea of what kind of comedian you're going to be. Blue jeans and a hoodie doesn't tell them anything. No, and then you, the next guy before you is probably wearing the same thing. Yeah, so th- that that sort of icebreaker i'm like that's a waste so that's i'm like i have to use that because that's what i'm gonna i am shy i am a wallflower i'm I'm gonna be quiet because i'm not an energetic in your face comedian i want to look like that like i, I want to look like i'm a vegan and have no energy <laughs> <laughs> so i i was like i'm bringing that on stage and of course i couldn't go by negative excitement and i'm not going to necessarily say that oliver graves isn't my real name but maybe it's not <laughs> I like uh what was it? Negative excitement. Negative excitement, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I wanted to have a silly uh I wanted to have a silly stage name too when I first started. Uh because when I was, you know, in my early twenties and stuff, um one of my friends gave me the nickname of like SM Punk, which is a playoff of a uh, wrestler named CM Punk, but before he was really like super famous. And so I was going by that on social media and stuff and everything, and and I just didn't have the guts to like to say call me this on stage and everything so i eventually did not but then it kind of just evolved to the whole funky sam medina which i love i love that i I think that's something else it's like you don't want to overthink this stuff you definitely can but you don't want to underthink it because you can you can really be any name you can go up there and say you're anything and yeah and uh like louis ck like his last name is pronounced ck so he literally started putting ck Oh, the letters. So, yeah, but that's, that's not his last. Yeah, because no one would say it right. Yeah, I was like, well, that's smart, but also it's like you could have just gone by a different name, dude. I get, but he he kind of did. So, yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, so, do you, what year did you start doing comedy? Uh, I would have been high school, so it would have been sometime like two thousand five, three, okay, like four, whatever. I can't quite remember. But then you took a, you started taking it seriously a little bit later in college yeah well after i dropped out of college uh because oh, i was 18 19 and i did it like here and there and people were telling me why are you doing this like why are you in college <laughs> are you you're in the bay area now right yeah 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 at what, point, county. at what point did you relocate to the bay area 
Oh, I've always been in Sonoma County. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so you're in Sonoma yeah. County, I see. Yeah, yeah, I've been here my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I drive around, so I, that's where I get to. How far are you? Like, it's, I don't even know where Sonoma County is. Is that? I'm an you... hour north of San Francisco. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. Or, so yeah, or we're about 39 minutes uh, when I'm driving home at 2 a.m. from San Francisco. I can, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I get back very fast. Bay Area traffic. Yeah, that's right. You get there. You get It takes forever to get there, but then getting home. Yep. Usually. Hell yeah. Hey, so uh, 2000, I want to say 2019, uh, you went on to America's Got Talent. Uh, what was, uh, was that 2008, right? 2018 is when 18? I went on. 2019 okay. is when everyone saw the clip. Oh, oh. interesting. Interesting. Okay. Because the clip got released on social media because it was on TV in 2018. and like, Nobody watches it on TV anymore. Yeah, I don't watch TV. <laughs> I just but watch then, things online. <laughs> right. And then they started putting it on Facebook and YouTube and Snapchat. And I don't know all, all this. I don't follow all of those things. But they would, you know, whoever owns it, I don't know if it's NBC or Fremantle Media. It's all this joint collaborative stuff. So I don't know who's releasing it when. They don't yeah. tell me anything. And then people would tell me like three days later after it would be posted on, I don't know what, TikTok or something. Hey, you're blowing up on this thing. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Oh, that's oh. interesting. That's crazy. So what was it like for you? I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the AGT stuff, but what was it like for you to kind of like be this viral sensation that you, you just kind of came out of nowhere? I, I was blown away. I was just, cause it was, it was dead and gone. Like the TV thing, I knew I'd film my episodes. I knew I wasn't moving forward. And I was like, well, that's it. Like if they air it, that's cool. And they aired it and it was really cool, but then it kind of just went away. And then the season ends and all that. And it's like this this clip they just they loved this one clip of me and they just kept using it and they kept finding people were finding me and it keeps floating around like they're not they're using it less and less these days they've removed it from facebook which super sucks because facebook gets a lot of traction yeah Uh, but they still use it in like compilation videos they have like these hour-long watch these stand-up comedians and five like quirky comedians and like i'll be in that oh wow that is and really I, cool. And I don't know that because I'm not sitting there watching these videos. So people have to like eventually go, hey, I found you on this or I saw you in this. And I, I found out about stuff months later where it's like you're part of this. And sometimes they don't even like they'll, they'll do really, really short stuff and they won't tag me. They won't even say my name. I'm like, oh, that hurts. Like when they put me on TikTok or Snapchat or something, they just say goth comedian. It's like that's not a, I don't even identify as goth. Like I've I've taken that. But like. Like that doesn't help people find Oliver Graves with their like they just they, you have to hope they go to the comments or they look me up. M- most part, if you look up golf comedian, I do come up, but it, it's it's this up and down weird because it's out of my hands, it's out of my control. But for the most part, it's it's a good thing. But there are those like those down like cons to it of like man, if only this, if only that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. What was the experience like for you? The whole like filming the the show, yeah, and being on the like, show the, and everything, because they loved you. I remember, I remember seeing that on the YouTube. They loved you. It was it was wild to go through like the the casting people were like looking for people back in like December of 2017, and pretty much right away when I started emailing her, uh, she was she was like, I didn't realize she was helping me. That's what, but that's what she was doing. She's like, okay, you can't can't do this joke, can't do that because I didn't I didn't really know the show. I'd watched the show, I'd seen it. But, like, I didn't really understand, like, you can't be dirty, you can't do this. I'm like, well, that's not really that dirty. She's like, you probably shouldn't, though. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> well, but, but it was a thing where, like, she wanted me to get on TV. Like, I didn't, right. I didn't, I didn't get it at the time. Like, she knows I'm 
I'm good and I've got something, but I have to come up with a 90 second routine that I can pitch in front of, you know, producers. So that's what we're, we're trying to get to is like, maybe don't do this. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Like come up with like two minutes and then you can whittle that down to 90 seconds. Like come up with like this. And yeah. It's just kind of coaching you. Yeah. A little bit. I was like, then I, so I could do the audition in San Jose. That was for just producers. There wasn't Simon Cowell or anybody like there and they had cameras, but not, it wasn't for TV. It was just for their records. And that was, I don't even January, February, 2018 when I went and did that. And that was like open call. Anyone could have done that. They wanted comedians there. And they're, they're, they were posting like all kinds of places, like, you know, all the social media groups and this and that trying to be like, Hey, we want comedians there. And I don't think I knew more than two comedians that went and did that too. Oh, interesting. Whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of like, wow. not everyone is like for, that's the thing is my comedy really is for AGT. Like, the way I look, the way I'm different and coming out, like it's unfortunate that that is like an avenue for me because the avenue has come and gone. Um, so, but most comedians, I think, like they want to be in clubs, they want to be like uh, other places. So it's like, yeah, maybe you you should shoot for late night talk shows, not necessarily the place with you know talking dogs or whatever they have on the. <laughs> But, uh, then it's, yeah, it gets to, I don't hear anything for a month after going to San Jose and, um, get what, like email, phone call, like within the same week. They're like, we're, you're going to, we're going to bring you down to Hollywood, film in Pasadena, film all that. And, but then they tell you, like, even though it went super well, everyone's seen the clip where it's like, I get for you, you're moving forward. They tell you before you get on stage and after you get on stage, nothing matters that you might not air on TV no matter what like and and i knew that i knew it was like right so i could go on stage i could completely fail and then they'll want to put that on tv i could go on stage and i could succeed and then go we have too many comedians this year and then then they'll never use me so it's like literally nothing matters wow that's and, crazy and then they send you home and then yeah. you wait again to find out are they actually bringing you back or is it mm, sorry we filled up we have you can only move forward however many people and like we we said yes to too many people like i get it it makes sense you don't want the judges to have to deal with that quota or this that you know so they actually cut people in between filming episodes and um i was moved around with like filming dates like are you available to come back this weekend and i was like yes like are you available to come back this week and i was like yes and i actually had a show one of the weekends that they wanted me to film. And I just said, yes, anyway, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, said, right. no. So I was like, I was starting to feel like they don't really want me because of the fact they kept moving me around. I was like, Oh, what else? And then again, I was starting to realize, well, I'm one guy. I'm a comedian. I'm over 18. They have big families. They have kids, they have animals. They have all this stuff, other stuff. Like it's a lot like when I do a variety show, they're moving the comedian around when they have to, have something lighter and easier to that just holds a microphone and stands there versus the the guy that needs three rings suspended from the ceiling that can hold 280 pounds and it's like that's complicated that takes effort yeah that's why you that's why you have comedians on shows is to fill time without needing all of the stuff i was like okay so that made me nervous and all that though moving me around um but then that's when i got eliminated the second clip that no one's seen where I'm wearing all black. So if you see me with the red and black, the AGT clip, that's the first time. All black is the second time. And Martina McBride is on the show. She's like the country singer. She liked me, which is this weird like credits, like to be like, oh, I was on AGT. And it's like, and Howie Mandel liked me and Simon Cowell liked me. And 
and Martina McBride liked me. I was like, okay, <laughs> Like I'm a goth comedian. Like I don't know if I can use that on like a flyer. Really, like <laughs> if I ever toured anywhere, I guess you know, in that in the in the country singer area, like Tennessee and stuff, maybe they could use that. You're a Martina McBride approved comedian, right? Yeah. Like how many <laughs> of those are there? Um, and she can't sue me for it because she did it on TV. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was yeah, that was the elimination, and then that's when it fell into the the void, and then later, yeah, the, in the 2019. Is when the clips and all the social media yeah. stuff where they started using it and everything and and it just never goes away. Although it's starting, they have they have more and more comedians to to show in these clips and montages and stuff. So they've they've moved on a little bit from using me. Yeah. Do you think you stood out in the crowd a little bit more just because of your look? Oh, absolutely. I think I think they knew and I didn't I didn't really get it. I didn't really know the show well enough. Like I, I started getting this feeling with these emails, like w- before I knew I was going to be on, I was like, they're probably going to put me on. Like, oh my god! But I, I suspected they were going to put me on to make fun of me, which they did actually initially when I walked out. Is Scary Spice and Hiram Mandel make fun of me? Yeah, and that's that's in the clip they show that, and that did happen. I was like, I knew I was like, just stand here and take it because this is probably what this is about is getting some cheap shots at me, which is fine. Uh, I know I'm a target. I'm 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 okay with that and aware of that. Um. But like the show is their demographic, their their biggest demographic is people, uh, like kids, people like age seven to seventeen, who and then people like that are retired, like in, the, in their sixties, seventies, and eighties. So it doesn't really hit the people that I normally perform for. Wow. So I'm not like, I'm not thinking at all in in the terms that they're thinking because I'm thinking like, well, I usually perform for people in their twenties, thirties, and forties. Like what what is this? And they're you know, like thinking kids are going to love this and adults are, you know, older adults are going to love this. And the look like, yeah, right. Wear the red and black, like do that. Look, I was like, okay, I don't normally wear this. Now I have to wear it all the time. Um, <laughs> but they, they know how to make these shows and I don't. So it's like, I just had to kind of like listen to them. Yeah. Kind of do what they needed you to do. Yeah. Like uh, it, it, you got to jump through their hoops. And to a degree, I would put my foot down on things. Like, I don't think that's quite my comedy or that, you know, I'm like, no, that's a little off mark. Like they didn't really get what I do. And that's probably ultimately why they kicked me off the show is they didn't understand that I am. It's funny you mentioned wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan, but I'm going to use a wrestling term because it's such a great wrestling term is I am more of a heel than a face. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Cause they fell in love with you. Like when you first, when you first came out, they're a little bit taken back by you. Like what, what is this? What's going to happen here? But once you said what you had to say, they absolutely fell in love with you. Right. And it's, and it's a thing too. Like in my comedy, in that, uh, audition actually on, on that clip, like I'm, I can be mean. Like I can be. Like I take shots at people, like, and there's one of the one of the jokes I say is like, yeah, online dating must love dogs. Like, why? Like, well, then it made sense when I look at the faces of the people that's you know, like that's a <laughs> that's a mean joke. Like, that I'm, is a you know, mean right. And, and people, so many people have found me through that clip and through that joke, and they go like, oh, I thought you'd be nicer than that. I'm like, I'm I'm saying people look like dogs. They have dog faces. <laughs> In the clip that you found me, and that you know, however many millions of people, like I am not nice. Like I do, like and I know that's probably a cheap, but that's you know, that's that is my humor. Is I am kind of so it's been weird to try to adjust and try to be nicer as a comic, but wow. it's never really been 
what my my comedy is supposed to be dark and go after things and yeah you're and right get to places that that make people uncomfortable so that's been interesting because those fans the you know the kids and then and then you know the older people they're not actually into what i do and they presented you as like like a hero like a baby face like you said but that's right. not you that's interesting i never thought of it like that yeah and i well i'm not like a villain villain like i guess it's like there's um you're kind of like, snarky yeah there's like there's like superheroes i guess like anti-heroes like i'm like a punisher or a wolverine like someone who's you know i could be bad but i'm still good so like <laughs> there you go so like a heel that's a face not a you know that's yeah like a cool heel yeah <laughs> that the fans still cheer for <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not like the villain although i make a good villain i like villains i like because i love all that stuff I think your character would make a good villain in like a movie or something. That'd be fun. Right? Like put me, yeah, I want to fight the X-Men. Like that's what yeah. I want to do. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That'd be super cool. That's so crazy that it reemerged right around like two, 2019. And it's like you almost became like a sleeper hit or a cult classic if you would think about it. It's it's this thing where had they moved me forward on the show, I might have done very, very well yeah. on the show. There's people like that don't get the show, like they think I won. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. because they saw you on YouTube, <laughs> right? Yeah, like because it's like it's such a big deal in the clip, and then and they they try to frame the, the these episodes like they're two hours long. They do like one hour, and it's gonna build to something. So like the whole first hour builds to me like it then then the second hour builds usually to like the golden buzzer like the person who automatically gets to move forward again they don't win either um but like i was going and getting more attention than all these golden buzzers like these big picks and i'm just like it, it felt like th- this weird thing though i'm like i i don't move forward i am already kicked off like i filmed this in march and april it's airing whatever june july august i already know the story just ends and i I had no idea how they were going to edit it and spin it and i'm just quietly dismissed there's no anything there's no like they don't they don't even do like an exit interview with which they did they did all this stuff but they don't show it. it's just goodbye me and bone hampton uh up there with he's from uh he's from the i'm gonna say the midwest but probably not but he's he's not from california he's a uh comic that they also flew out there they had us both stand on stage at the same time they both both of us like sorry neither and we walked off and and that was it. And I didn't even really get to say goodbye to Bone, who I'd been hanging out with uh, like all week because he was the other comic. Wow. Uh, but we messaged and everything. You know, we haven't touched. But um, I and I remember telling one of like the, the my casting person, the person that helped me out with all the stuff before I went to San Jose. I was like, oh, they sent me back to the hotel room way too soon because if they wanted to see me crying, they should have cameras in there. Because by the time I got there, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's over. Like I can't believe this. Wow. Because yeah. they were thro- they were throwing back in my face like jokes i was making i'd be sitting there like doing the interview like it's like what is it what does it mean for you to be on america's kind of talent what does it mean like how how important this is to you i'm like i'd be okay with going home and they threw that back in my face well you said you'd be okay with going home and i was like uh do you not get what i do like it's, it's like that was i was trying not to be like i i, I guess i overthought where it was like i was trying not to be like i need this i don't want to go home right I you're kind of like nonchalant about it like yeah, right i was trying cool. to be the anti-joke or... the anti-humor i could take it or leave it but yeah then, and, you know inside you're like this is great yeah absolutely it's like it's what do you yeah it's like how do i do this and it's like you're... i didn't know how to do it i didn't know how to be on a reality show because i'd never done it before 
it's like now it's like no i gotta i gotta give them more options i gotta tell them i gotta make the joke and then also be like real i guess so it's like okay i didn't i didn't give them enough options to, go, to I can go home, but please don't send me home. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'd be, I'd be okay. Yeah, like, but also, like, seriously, this would be the most important thing in my life. I love that Vegas show. Just don't put that last part in there. Why I have to suck right now? Get Simon Callen here. What about moving forward after after AGT? I know we had the pandemic, um, but do you feel like it opened up opportunities for you in comedy? It it did definitely like that clip was super helpful to be able to like communicate and talk with people i was driving up and down uh like california getting getting all these gigs that like they normally they were giving to like la comics oh people drive up from la i'm like i'll drive down from the bay area like being from la is not a credit come on like don't you know book 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 someone a little bit you know more like you know you know like i'm actually seasoned at this because they were i was doing these shows i'm like someone's like oh this is your feature they're from la i'm like and they're reading notes off of an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Like put your oh, notes on a card at least wow. like, geez. But the credit was they've been on, they live in LA. I'm like, okay, like mm, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. watch yeah. 20 minutes of their set next time. Anybody uh, can get an apartment in LA if you have enough money. Right. And that's exactly who they booked. So <laughs> I was like, of course they're willing to drive three hours for this. Um, but, uh, <laughs> right. They don't have any gigs in LA. <laughs> yeah. But it's like I was I was headlining these shows, so that was really really like I was actually getting like not like money money, but it's like it was more than when you know you're doing you know not to bash any shit. Like I love doing barrier shows, love doing local shows, but it's like you do stuff and it's like you're getting seven minutes and a drink ticket. It's like okay, you know maybe you get bridge money, maybe you get gas money, but um, being able to get stuff more. But it's like I I need those shows that are smaller to be able to keep you know, working on jokes and, and, and doing things. So it's like, that's when you realize like what becoming a comedian is, what, what all this work is for, how you get to put all these pieces in place. Cause I'd never done like 45 minutes on stage until after being on AGT. I think the most that anyone had ever get me, given me was like 20 to 25. And I knew I could do longer. I knew I could get and figure, you know, these, these headlining, like headlining sets. Like you're not really a headliner if you're doing 30 is like still like almost like featuring link but like it's yeah, very nice when right. people call you a headliner and all like that's very it's it's nice promotion it's nice uh you know camaraderie to be like hey they're they're do, they're going last but we want to we don't want to just say they're the last comedian <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that makes sense that makes sense that's cool so um did you were you officially like headlining shows after that like did you start headlining after hey, here and there i've gotten uh i got in some club work like out of state here and there and like headlined um uh i mean i've i've featured like officially for more people here and there i've done more hosting hosting variety shows hosting different stuff which is uh so different for you know my stuff like i had to pivot and learn to to be sassier rather than shy on stage as a host okay yeah that makes sense so, because yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 t- I don't want to talk like people who are listening are, are completely familiar with with my style of comedy, but like I am very dry, I'm very, very quiet. I use pauses on purpose. It's like I'll let the whole crowd go silent again to then start into different types of jokes. Like let them know like that that's over. I'm not doing any more tags or anything. Just let it settle, and I'm okay with that. But as a host. No, I, I can't do that. Like that's, right. you know, you, you're you're doing a disservice to whoever's that. Like, I I'm very good at 
uh, at following people who are high energy and letting it reset and like trying to own it. But like that is up to that comic to decide if they want to reset and decide how they want to pull the energy as a host. It's like, you have to always, always be engaging and try to get them above wherever they were because yeah. they, you know, you it's a, it's, repetition for for an audience like no we're still here we're still doing this yeah it's like you're almost resetting between every comic right and it's it's been it's been different because it's like it's not always comedy shows that i'm doing oh okay what else are you hosting for um uh, i think maybe you've done it athena uh but uh i've done hubba hubba uh have you done i don't know if you've done hubba hubba review i thought maybe i heard your name come up there i don't know is it dna lounge Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, you've done yes, you have done yes. that. Yeah. So I've hosted that a couple times before. Okay. That's that's nice. burlesque. Like I loved it. Yeah, that's right. a, that was a super fun show. Oh my gosh, it was the best. And that's different. Like that's realizing I remember I was doing it one time and the the stage kitten's like, Oh, you can do more time because like there's still dollars. Like yeah. do you tell more I was like, Oh, do more jokes in between? Like that's so you normally it's you're doing other shows like don't you don't want to be up there in between all the time but it's like they need the time in between yeah, yeah to, to kind of get ready to clear and stuff. the stage and yeah i was like okay so yet again now it's an adjustment of like learning and everything wow. yeah i loved it it was a good crowd they just like it's almost like they just like just eat you up they love it they love your energy they, they were yeah they were up. so about it mm-hmm yeah, and the concept of of the throwing the money on stage as tips, because um, they don't really do that in comedy, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, they, right? I, yeah. I've noticed that uh, the like independent tier of wrestling, like the the non mainstream tier of wrestling, uh, they started doing that, and it's a it's a tradition in Mexican wrestling that they've brought to the U.S. So they do that now in wrestling and and in burlesque, apparently. But I've never seen that before. It's interesting. And and then as part of it, like you have to do time. You can't just go. And here's your next performer. The stage, the stage is covered. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So like learning that, it's like, oh, that's that's normally like frowned upon. Like I, I had to kind of like say that to somebody. Like normally, if a comic constantly did jokes in between, people would be like, what is, what's he, what are they doing? <laughs> just, just get me up there. Like why, why are they doing two minutes in between every single? Why are they doing more time? It's like because they're still they, they took they had a lot of clothes to take off. Okay, like there's <laughs> there's a bunch of pieces. I gotta really do more time. More layers than we thought. And that's the thing is the burlesque performers aren't like get me on stage. They understand it. They get yeah. it. They, I was like, oh, okay. So that was learning. And I did when it was in Arizona. That was a uh, that was DJs and bands, and I was in between all of that. So I was the only comic the whole night. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So I got to, I flipped the order of my sets because I was like, I'm going to do this early on. I'll do this later on in case the audience get tired. And it's like, nope, everyone was coming in later. I was like, okay, oh, no, no, no. I got to, all that stuff I'm doing later now because they're not going to be tired. They're going to be more into it. So that was a learning, like on the fly, like the order of all my jokes and everything. I had to change it. Wow. And I made the right call. Like, and it's like, no one knows that too. That's the other thing is it's not like, like, hey, someone give me credit for doing my job correctly. It's like, oh, that's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, my favorite comedian, Mitch Hedberg, he he's doing his one in one of his albums, and and he tells a joke, and he goes, "That joke wasn't even on my list." You know, he'll be proud of himself for it, but like nobody knows, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was in San Francisco the other day, and I parallel parked first try. Got it. <laughs> I, pulled, I pulled forward. I did it. Get the angles. Like. 
I don't care that I just like like I killed it tonight or whatever. I'm like, I wish everyone just saw me parallel park. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so bad at it, and I nailed it. I was like, wow. Uh, so, what's it like for you uh, when the pandemic hits? Uh, well, that was uh, like I said. I started writing. Um, writing is an actual, the writing gig, which is super yeah, awesome. which is great. I started doing. I started doing um, digital stuff, but it's like with with like Zoom and other like other comics. But I had been doing some of that before as well. Like I had a okay. little bit of a head start because I would I would go live on Instagram or Facebook just because I had like the the AGT followers. So some of it was was just a like more. It was like okay, I just. I, I'm familiar with this. Time to get even more familiar and just wow. do this more often. Cycle through different social medias, find which one you know people are resonating with. Which was also a nightmare because it's like, oh, I I'm I do well when I'm on Facebook or Instagram. So it's like, I guess I have to do both. Like it's like it was almost frustrating. Mm-hmm. Where I see some comics like, oh, I do really well on Facebook, so I'm gonna do that one. Or like, oh, I, I've made uh, Twitch work, so I'm doing that. I'm like. Uh, I get responses on all of them. So it's like that it was exhausting. It's like I, I was like, can I go live on all of them at the same time? Like, how do I set that up? Is that a thing? Like, I was like, oh, I don't know how to do a lot of this. Uh, but in in the pandemic, you kind of had time to sort of figure mm-hmm. some of this stuff, like figure out lighting, like getting better at that, and uh, and like camera work, and and uh, using a, a microphone. That's like setting that up today. Like, I did want to be on my my headset because the audio for that's bad, but like. And like using a better phone, like learning all of that technical stuff was was exhausting. But uh, that that was that was a, that was COVID, is writing and, and streaming. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it sounds like you were just a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't feel good always to be ahead of the curve because it's like not necessarily what I wanted to be doing. Um, it's funny because like I had masks before COVID because the fires constantly. And oh so, yeah, right. Uh, about a year or so before the COVID, yeah. We right. had to wear masks just to be out in public because of fires. It's just, yeah, you're like, I probably shouldn't be breathing this stuff in. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, I didn't, I didn't buy masks for COVID. I already had them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy a webcam for, like, I had, you know, it's like, I did buy a light. I did, I did, well, actually, I think a fan bought me a light. I should clarify. I had Ooh, Amazon, nice. Yeah, I had an Amazon wish list. And oh, that's rad. Someone took care of that. Yeah. Hell and like- I still use it. So well, that's good. So if that person's listening, uh, they, they still use you still use the light. Yeah, thank you, thank you for the, <laughs> for the ring light. I used it quite a bit. I love I love taking pictures with it. Have, have you ever gotten something uh, weird from a fan? Um, I've had fans try. I, I like they're like, where can I ship this? Where can I send this? I was like, no, don't. <laughs> really? I don't, no. I don't want that. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't. I can't remember what some of the stuff was. But I was just like, I'm not gonna let you ship like because it's like they say they're gonna send something and it's like i don't believe you i don't believe my fans like i know better than the <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's true i'm gonna open a box and it's gonna be like you know just nothing but lizard heads or something in oh it. my like, gosh no. he's gonna love this <laughs> yeah i love my lizard heads <laughs> I, I I did do a, a thing one time where I put my phone number out there and was like, hey, call me. And I, I you know, I didn't answer. I just left it. They all went to voicemail and someone left on purpose, like the creepiest. Well, I assume it's on purpose. Maybe not. Maybe they're just a creep. But they left a very creepy <laughs> voicemail about like nibbling on my toenails. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
and like how much money it would be and it's like just super like like okay bye like just ooh. wow what was the purpose for you that just a like a social experiment well yeah i i i, have, uh, I was making youtube videos and i put like almost all of them on like there's some that were really weird one was like a butt dial i was like this is crazy because like you would call and it would go to voicemail and i would answer like the voicemail i'd be like hello yeah um this is a re pre-recording this is all over and they and so many people would be like okay you got me like oh my god i thought i was actually talking to you but some of them were complimenting me and then yeah like really weird stuff where i, I edited it and yeah it's a, there's a video you can find of it but like one guy straight up he just goes on and on and on of like his pocket it's just like shuffling around. <laughs> I think he's like asking his girlfriend about like picking up an Amazon box that day. Liz, and I've never, like yelling at her I've never had that person like admit to like, oh, that was me or, you know, wow. it was wild. That is pretty crazy. Do crazy. people still call you? Uh, no, I don't think I get many calls anymore i think the number is still up on my website um but nobody really that's which is fine yeah like, i don't i don't i don't i don't i get a lot of spam like on my website and every now and then i take down like i have a submission form every now and then i have taken down because it's just like i'm just getting so much spam oh same oh, me too yeah. absolutely yeah and then i have to like learn how to turn off the comments on my on my posts on my website because oh just comment spam and yeah. stuff like that too I, I don't I don't get it. I, like I I wonder about these spammers. Like, is is it working? Like, are you getting people? <laughs> I mean, apparently, you know. Like, are you getting any traffic? I guess it's probably bots anyway. But like, still, yeah. Does it like who falls for this? That's the other thing that people don't get when I get real submissions. Because like, I gotta be cautious every single time I reply to anything because it could be yeah. it could be a bot, and they don't get that's like I gotta vet you a little bit to find out like if you're a human, if you're. Uh, a human that's not trying to scam me and if you're actually legitimately trying to book me for something real and i just went through this whole thing with this guy recently and we're having back and forth every single day which is way too much for a comedy show yeah right i'm trying to like tell him like well this is what i do you know it's like you could have me for this much time or this and it like when i actually spelled out how long i could do like 20 to 30 minutes i was like if you want to be for 20 to 30 minutes like that fills out a show he's like oh that's much longer than i want to like okay i'm glad i'm it's like how long how long of a set do you want it's like this guy has no clue (laughs) he had no clue to say to me like seven minutes or like i'm like you you're the one that's asking me like do you you know and i look at his website and i'll maybe i'll I'll send it to you i don't i'm not gonna put it out there on here but it's like just plain text and it has what looks like our links where it has like contact about, but they're not links. It's just text. Wow. I was like, is this, is this guy trying to scam me? Like what, what, like what's going on here? And it's like, it's just obvious to me that like this guy's never put on a comedy show though. It's like, eventually he emailed me and said like, I'm, you know, we're, we're not going to have you on the show. I was like, okay, good luck. Thanks. Thanks you're for like, you're asking too many questions. You know too much about comedy. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, he got to payment and people, so one person would ask me, like, did they want, did he want your bank account number? I was like, no, but he, he did offer multiple forms of payment, but none of the ones that I had. And I was like, this, it got a little weird. I was like, yeah. I was like, I guess I could do cash app, but I was like, mm, okay. He's like, we, we don't do this. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, okay, okay. 
Wow. And I didn't, You're out I didn't, there, man. They're I trying to get all Yeah, of I didn't give them to him either. Which yeah, is like, you know, the show's not for a while. Like, I'm not going to give you my any any of my information. But, I, I mean, I looked him up and he's like, he's got a name. He, he's published some books. It's like, he's not nobody, but he also clearly has never put on a live show. Well, I had a guy who, uh, he hit me up on, I think, Instagram. And he was like, oh, hey, uh, you know, we're coming into town with this show, this person, this show on this date and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I want to have you open up for her and this and that. And give me, give me a call. He messaged me and said, give me a call. Here's my phone number. And I thought, okay, that's weird because people don't usually say give me a call, you know. And um, so I talked to an old, you know, somebody who's been doing comedy a long time and kind of knows a few things. I showed it to him and I said, hey, what do you think of this? And he goes, well, my first thought is if I'm a big name and I'm coming into a random ass town, uh, and my promoter is uh, booking some random comic off Instagram. I'll be pretty upset about it. That's a good point. Yeah, and it turned out it was a scam. I didn't give him any information, but it turned out I believe it was a scam because he. I ended up messaging going, "Hey, what do you need from me?" He's like, "I need your full name and you know a few you know address or whatever things like that." Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, and I just blocked mm-hmm. them at that point. There's a there's one that'll, that'll go around. I don't know if I want to say the name just because I don't like promoting it, but I also probably should to let people to know it's a scam. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Tony Terry. No. Oh, he hits up everybody, and like that—that that is like a there, there's scammy stuff going on with them where they want like access to your Instagram account. Oh, like wow. we're gonna we're gonna do this live thing. It's gonna pay three hundred dollars on, and like immediately I'm like no, and I'm yeah. like, and I I'm you know I get bored. I'll I'll email back and forth like tell me more about this three hundred dollar interview you're gonna pay me for. Like just just no one opens with that no one opens with it. we're gonna you're gonna do a live stream thing and pay you this much money it's like uh-uh not happening so it's like tell and it's like the back and forth like they're so they are very good at it that's what i'll tell people like, do not communicate with any of these people i communicate with multiple people that have that do the the tony Ter- like whatever i don't know if it's actually him using his name or whatever and they don't even know that multiple people have communicated I'm like yeah i've talked to one of you before and he goes oh oh gr- oh great or something you know like like no, that's actually you should be on top of this, right? You should have a list of people you're contacting and who you, right? A list of people who you've already contacted. But I constantly would push them on things and be like, "No, I can't do this," or "What's but this?" Like, give me a date. Give me how are you actually conducting the interview? And they wouldn't tell me. They wouldn't say it's through Zoom or like he said, "Well, it's through Facebook." I'm like, "Is it give me a Facebook video call? Should I add an account?" And he, they wouldn't tell me. And it was the thing when I looked it up and found out other people that went through. It's like, no, they want access to your account. Wow, like they're going to want so your login info. Crazy. I was like, oh, that's so obviously a scam. But he wouldn't ask me that part. He wouldn't get, he, I, I wouldn't get far enough into the sort of scam oh. for him to say that yet. As I would sort of dodge it. One time they emailed me and I said, like, uh, I said I was one of Oliver, like I'm Oliver's manager and Oliver's been having diarrhea lately. I don't know if Oliver can be on the webcam, <laughs> you know. For the schedule, I'm like, oh, or any. I wanted to see if a human would respond, like how they break the script. And he actually said, like, oh, we're sorry about Oliver's uh, health issues. I was like, oh wow. So when I, like a human read this, and is, I was like, they are too good at this. Like yeah. that's why they are. They must be succeeding somehow in getting yeah. whatever they want out of these things. So like yeah, that's not a bot. Yeah. Like that's that's someone who knows is is reading it and uh, speaks the language too. It's not you know. Wow. For every person like you that that turns them down, they probably get, you know, a few yeses here and there. You know how many comedians yeah. I see on Instagram that are hacked almost every day? <laughs> right? For real. Everybody, all the comedians on Instagram are getting hacked all the time. 
got to get that uh was a two-factor authentication yeah. so yeah do yeah. it do it do it yeah because i'm I'm constantly like hey i'm an ambassador for this click on this link and vote for me i'm getting those all the time but anyways anyways enough of the scammer talk um oliver uh let's manifest a few things what are some things in comedy that you hope to accomplish uh in comedy like um i mean i don't i don't know if i care about comedy like i don't know i like i it's like i peaked i was on agt like what or hey remember um, the time you said you didn't care about comedy you can go home now no i'm just kidding yeah. right yeah i know <laughs> you're like stop doing stop doing the thing this um, podcast is over we're done <laughs> i i i don't know what goals to have is kind of is kind of what i'm trying to say really ultimately because it's like i i never had a goal and like dream of being on agt like that's so many people's like dream like they watch that show and it's like it kind of happened it kind of happened almost as like revenge because like the people at the gong show wanted me and i'd never thought about being on a show like the gong show and then after they asked me i was like i should be on a show like that like i ought to be on a go and then i was like well then when agt i was like oh i'm auditioning for this i want to do this like when it came up and like i am a little reactionary and maybe i shouldn't be maybe i should have actual like i always wanted to do the sf international comedy competition that is one thing i had i had watched as a kid and wanted to do it. and i got to do it last year and got oh, uh dead last yeah i got the lowest lowest scores in the history oh. of the uh no i don't know if that's true that's, that's well, you got me higher scores me. than us because we weren't even in it so yeah i i did very 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 poorly and i'm i'm not surprised because based on what they judge on they look for things that i intentionally don't do like i got a rejection recently from another competition and only one of the judges was like uh you do things that i would tell comics normally not to do but you your case you should do them keep keep doing the wrong basically keep doing the wrong things so it's like i don't know what what goals to have i keep looking and think like hosting more has been great um i'd love in headlining more would be great featuring more like i i don't i don't know where i should go in comedy because i i am i am so different and like a little outside so it's i i hope i find i guess what i want to manifest more than anything is a thing to do is a thing to man it like what what should it be what should be a step that i should be taking and, and like i hope i hope it sh- presents itself because these things often for me do present like like the gong show presents someone emailed me out of the blue this is you know this is this was before age this is long before they were just like looking up comics on facebook and i was friends with like two comics from la or something you have an interesting look you you do comedy i'm like yeah you should be on this you go, like and they started emailing me and then they didn't they didn't have me on it but i was like wow like that's crazy that i was like i want i want something else to, to just i don't know i don't know what it is that's i want to know i guess is my manifest me something i do want Hell world yeah. of comedy that's so deep i love that and and you said that uh you know somebody told you that a lot of things in comedy that people do wrong it, it looks good on you like for you to do it more often and so like it almost like and you compare yourself to almost to an anti-hero earlier and so it's you're almost like an anti-comedian right and it's it's been a very like long learning curve of like like what can i get away with that i'm doing wrong yeah that, that you know like the, the, I, you have to know how to do comedy right in order to know what to do wrong and, oh my gosh you're right and people should not follow my advice and try to do what i do it's like you gotta know like like i've talked about the pause it's like you shouldn't do those you shouldn't let energy die you should play like like that i i am a low energy flipping the script i like to flip a room in different ways um like the way i'm going to be standoffish the way i'm gonna 
like disengage and the way I'm going to throw away a joke. Like I hate when a comic will uh, like, like mumble their punchline and like look down. And it's like when, when someone who's like trying to be energetic and engaging, like that doesn't work for you. You're doing, you're doing this wrong, but I'm like, but then I'll do it. It's like, I, I'm a hypocrite. Cause I'm like, you, <laughs> it's like, but I know that they, if they like delivered it, like, you know, to the center of the room with a with actual energy. It's like you get more out of it versus if I do it like it's defeatist and because I'm making fun of myself, I'm I am the loser because because there's a um there's a thing I heard I think it was one of the Wayne's Bros that said there's no vanity in comedy, and I thought that was really interesting. That it's like everyone wants to look good and be the biggest greatest person in comedy, but that's not who we are. Like we are we're there to make people laugh. And sometimes you have to humble yourself and make fun of yourself in order to do that. You can't look like the coolest person in the room. That's what makes you f- the, the coolest person in the room is not doing that. Yeah. Is to have the confidence to be whatever you need to be for, for a joke. I think that's what I like about um, your comedy is uh, it's very like uh, indifferent. Like you don't care either way. You're just speaking and that's what I really enjoy about it is that um, some people care too much about things and you just point them out without caring about either thing, you know? Right. I just try to be honest. I yeah. I, um, I, I started comedy with when I was like doing all that shock stuff, like taking that energy from like when I was in high school and like trying to bring it to the stage of I, I want to be shocking. And I've learned since that like I don't want to go on stage and offend people. That's not my goal. I, I don't think offending people is the goal of comedy. But my real goal is to be able to go on stage and say and do anything and not care if it shocks and offends people. Yeah. So it's not it's not where I want to land, but if it does that to some people, I have to be comfortable with that. Not yeah. not attempting to to get them there though. Not intentional, right. Yeah. Right. But I used to have that energy and I I, I had to let that go. It's all part of growing up and maturing, really. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. No, <laughs> don't do it. It's overrated. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Oliver, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun talking to you and getting to know you a little. Thank bit you. Better. Yes, thank you for having me. You want to uh, plug some social media? Uh they can go to I won my name. I had to fight somebody for it, but OliverGraves.com. That is my website. Uh, should have links to my Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever thing you like to follow. I have. I think for all those, it's Oliver Graves IRL. But if you type in Oliver Graves, I should come up. But whatever social media you like, I'm probably on it. Uh, awesome, awesome. You can find me across the board at Funky Sam Medina. And I am at She Shines for You, all spelled out, no numbers. And everything else is at Hypothetical Comedy. Awesome, Oliver. Thank you so much. Thank you.